0: you are back with the Country Chats podcast. I'm delighted to have you tuned in today and a very special guest in today. I'm very excited and um, I have Mr. James McGrath in front of me here on the screen. Myself and James have known each other for a good few years and we're going to talk all things dance and all things music and uh, it's great to have you here live with me James. How's things?
1: I'm super blessed and delighted to be part of this uh, podcast. It's a very powerful podcast because there's, I don't think there's anybody doing this in relation to country music and to be part of this it's brilliant because I've actually looked at other people on this, it's like, yeah, to follow in their footsteps and then people to come, it's like thank you so much for the opportunity and for people out there, you know, who want to know about dancing and what the scene's about and more about us and me and you, you know, it, it gets them, it gives them a good insight to actually the dancers and us and, and the music industry, you know, which is brilliant, so you're creating amazing awareness through the podcast that you're providing for people.
0: Well, thank you very much. Thanks, Amelia. No, I love doing it. And you are the first dancer that I've had on the Ooh. show. I've, of course, had all the singers and the artists, and I've had two or three dance teachers. Now, you also are a dance teacher. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you are, I suppose, you you started off as a dancer like myself. You went to the dances. You. Yeah you know, you learned, you're a dancer. So I suppose from we're going to talk about that side of things mainly is what the Irish country music scene is like as a dancer. And then I suppose you got into the teaching and that kind of thing. So James, um, how did you start dancing or how did you get into the country music scene?
1: That's an excellent question. I remember, like, my mom would have had music on, country music on, you know, years and years ago when I was growing up and different things, and then weddings and seeing people dancing. And I was like, oh, I like that, but I wasn't really pursuing it. And then about 10 years ago, so I'm, I'm 31 now, so I was about 21, me and my friend, um, he asked me to come out one night, and I was like, where? And I was usually, you know, going out to the discos and going out to uh, the pubs. And he was like, oh, there's there's a country music uh, show on. And I was like, I don't know if it's my thing, to be honest with you. So anyway, I bit the bullet and I went. And it was, it was like a revelation for me. It was like, does this world actually exist? Like back this, like you have to understand this, back then, 10 years ago, um, it wasn't as uh, popular. Like we were going and and diagram was only coming on to the scene uh, and there was a few people coming on to the scene but when we were going here in the north of Ireland there was very few people out it wasn't as packed as what it would then it turned out to be but I still love the energy and people like dancing and from then I got the itch to learn and to then move forward with it and you know I've been out now one night we were out five nights a week you know and um, I love it because the energy and, and what 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 it means for people, as in getting away from all the stuff in the week and just going and putting all the effort and all the energy onto the dance floor. It's just I love it. It's it's, it's my passion now. And as you said, you know, of the like yourself, I have the pleasure to teach it. I actually went to uh, uh, my first ever class it was actually Joe Butler, and I remember learning from him, and to learn from him as well was brilliant, and to learn like different styles and different ways. Cause I know down the line, we're going to talk about, you know, is there a difference between the the North and the South? And there is, and there's different ways and different styles, which is brilliant, which is fantastic. You know, to see this come through and different people bringing different energy to it. Uh, So yeah, I was really attracted to the energy of it. I was really attracted to um, also the people that you met. Like there was very rarely people drinking Whereas I was coming from the pub scene and the disco scene and dealing with drunks, you know, and and even being drunk myself at that time. But then when I went to the dance scene, I didn't really need that. It was more connections through jiving, connections through talking, connections through moving rather than connection just through the, you know, the drink, which was a big bonus too, because then you're saving money.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. No, you're dead right. And I love how, you the way you got into the scene was a friend said come on for a dance and I feel like that's probably the way it happens for a lot of young lads you know early right. 20s is somebody else is going um or the girlfriend or someone and they'll say Arishra, i go for the crack and that kicks it off and it, that's a very organic way of it happening really it's
1: it's but absolutely once you're and age, I'm so, you're yeah age. I'm so yeah and I'm so grateful for that friend you know to, to encourage me to do that you know and from then like you know, we'll fast forward, but you know, I have a beautiful fiance from going to the dance scene. I've had a, hadn't I, if I had made the decision just to stay in the pubs or stay in the disco scene um, and that, you know, because there's, there's sometimes in there, uh, out there, especially up here, I don't know if it's like down, down where you are, but there's actually, sometimes there's a negative connotation around country music and jiving. And like, there, there, there is this pitch that it's all farmers, you know what I mean? When really it's a per reflection because it's not all about that. Do you know it's not all about the farmers bash. It's actually there's there's celesters that go dancing. There's you know there's business owners that go dancing. There's teachers that go dancing. There's loads of different people that go dancing. Um, and for me that was a big bubble bursted in May. What I perceived as reality. The perception that I had around dancing was, oh, it's all country and, and farmers. And it's not a bad thing to say that, but it's like there's more to it than just that.
0: Yeah. And I suppose when you started going to the dances, um, like you said, Derek Ryan or the likes were only starting off. So I'm guessing back then there was that perception of it's only farmers, and it probably was a lot
1: yeah, then. But yeah.
0: obviously, as the years went on, there was True. such a big change. Like I love, and you're probably the same, I love being able to say that I used to go to the dances when there was not big crowds at Nathan Carter. No disrespect to Nathan, but when he started out and the likes of Derek started out, there was not a big crowd and I love knowing that I'm in the scene that long and you are as well where we were at them gigs where there might only have been 100 people.
1: Yeah, I on, goosebumps you telling us now because it gives me flashbacks. I remember uh, I was out and we went to the Tully Glass Hotel in, in Antrim and it was a Saturday night and there was that scarce a crowd it was dark Ryan There's was about it, was about eight, eight to nine years ago but he actually was meeting people beforehand in the in the crowd like sitting down he was going over to the tables and he was standing with us beside the bar he was asking about you know who are you where he's from but to do that now that wouldn't happen now because he would get you know so many girls would probably climb over him <laughs> you know to get to him or like Snape and Carter and yeah like it's it's brilliant to be part of the before the craze was the craze uh and then it became this big thing which is brilliant um which is fantastic
0: Mm -hmm. it's funny though because i still hear people um say things about the country music scene even up to like recently or even last year like because i would be with my teaching i would be in a lot of different primary and secondary schools so i've been a lot of staff rooms so obviously when i'm in a staff room the the conversation comes up oh country music and people still go that's that's gone very big lately isn't it people still are not aware of like what it actually is and this is people like down here in the west of Ireland where you can't get much more rural and I still get the whole that's gone big enough that whole scene Um, now it's like that scene over there it's still kind of it's not negative but it's um it's like some people still don't know Kind of- and
1: I actually have an interesting story to share with you because this is actually uh, an insight to, to something that actually happened. I remember going to the ran, and there were still people going to dark rain, uh when, when, he, when he was moving forward. And there, there was that crowd was moving forward. But I remember I met these, this amazing family uh, and the family, uh, their father works with ran, And I was like, oh, I got to meet them. And basically everyone was sent out of the Ryan deal. Um, and for some reason, I end up staying. And back then, it was like I thought about like, oh, was it? It was a backstage. But Ran at that time was singing, wake me up, you know. And I just happened to just record it, and I put it up on social media. And from there, it was like so many people watched it and shared it. And Dargran actually credited the the rise in popularity because of that post. Uh, that they actually got me back. The manager got me back to do another recording, and it's 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 actually cringe looking back. <laughs> no, this was a, but I'm actually. It's it's so pre-planned rather than the other one because the other one was more organic and natural. But I'm actually going like I was videoing the crowd then into the Rand deal, and then Dark Rand came out and sang to them. Uh, and it was both both very popular to create awareness. But I remember like it just shows you the power of social media. Um. And I remember Derek was interviewed in, in, a, in, a, in a broadcast and he said that that was one of the one, not just, but one of the one of the reasons why the influx of people came because the awareness from social media at that time, he seemed to wake me up. And that was a people related to that song. And it was bold for him to do that because it wasn't really country, but he made a country and it was it was genius. It was actually genius from diagram because he tapped in to an audience that maybe weren't going to the dance scene and who weren't interested in country music. But then I remember then after that, the queue to the Rand deal was like way, 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 way down the street. Uh, and like half the people didn't get in, couldn't get in because of the capacity. So it was very, it was, it was genius. And I, I got that video still up online. You can actually go and see it. Um, and he looked so young back then. Cause it was like, I don't know what year it was, but it was like eight, nine, ten, almost 10 years ago, since that, like, you know.
0: It's, uh, you have it in one, like that song did did change it big time, like, and it was getting a different type of people into the scene. And I'm just yeah. thinking while you're there talking about social media, like, I'm even thinking about, how did we even find out what dances were on 10 years ago when we had, we had social media, but we didn't have, it, like, like, how did we even know? Because I would, yeah. now, I'm <laughs> a few years younger than yourself, um so I've been um I'm going to be 28 so I would have been 18 19 in college and I used to be sneaking off so obviously I was in I was in Limerick and you know I was never into the nightclubs really or the pubs I'd be hitching a lift to the woodlands in Adair to go off to the band like on my own like when I got there as you know yourself when you go to a dance you'll end up knowing people like, I wouldn't bat an eyelid at going for dance on my own. I've done it, I don't know how many times. You'd head off, and you'd you'd know people there, and even if you didn't. But I used to head off to the woodlands, like, in college, off dancing like a lunatic, and people would be saying, what are you doing? Like, people didn't get it, but that's 10 years ago, whereas I think a lot more people yeah, do get it now.
1: The answer, that like, what you're saying there, for me, it was, like, a word of mouth, you know, and, um, like, my friends would say, and, and then also I would go on and, I would actually Websites. go in. I exactly as I was about to say. I would actually go in and type in like. Um, I actually didn't go to like back then. Me, me and my friend Dan, we used to go to Dark Rand, just Dark Rand. Like we used to go, <laughs> just Dark Rand. We actually didn't know about all these other people. We just used to go to like him and uh, even like Nathan Carter. We would go to him, but we didn't know really about like the Johnny Brady's, the Patrick Feeney's, the Michael English's, the Lisa McQs And then once we found out all these other people, it was like, ah, wow, there's actually more singers. Like, wow, there's more websites I can look up. There's more dances, you know, and that was like a big thing because before then, you know, I didn't really know that there was more dances out there to go to. And that was a big thing because then you could choose and pick, you know, who was on that weekend or who you wanted to go to, which is brilliant because there's variety.
0: No, absolutely. And variety in in the sense of venues and bands, but God, the travelling, like when we think back to, I know I'm speaking on behalf of both of us here, but the travelling we used to do like going back pre-Covid, like Oh, it would be all have over the country. I have a
1: car. yeah, Sandra, I have a car, right? Uh, my brother's actually now driving it, but um, because he's just back from uh, New Zealand, and it has like two hundred and eighty thousand miles on it, and majority of those miles were clocked because of dancing. And to be honest with you, I would do it all again. You know what I mean? Because you know yourself and people watching this when you go to the dances. You, you, you're you in a trance, in a good trance. You're, you're away from all the other things, whatever's going on in the world, whatever's... It's when those doors close and you travel. it doesn't matter if you travel the whole way down to the island. There's times we used to go to Galway. You know, I live up here in Armagh. One time, we, we, me and my, my friend Dan, we used to drive to Kalamani Festival and then back that night, and he used to go fishing that morning. He we, As soon as we got out of the car, he would go onto the block. You know what I mean? But the maze were clocked up because you had a passion for it. Uh, the people you were meeting, the energy. When the doors were closed, there was no other outside, you know, noise or drama. It was just right. You're on the dance floor. You're moving. You're making friends. You're, you're in the energy of music. And yeah, it's brilliant. It's, it's a powerful thing to be part of.
0: Absolutely. And I suppose, w- well, what I was going to bring it into now as well was the mental health side of things you said there, when you go to the dances, you leave everything outside. And when you're at the dance, you're yeah. at the dance. And yeah. I mean, look, yeah. I mean, you've had your own battles with mental health. And I know you work a lot in that line of things. Yes. And I'll be honest myself, I have as well. I think a lot of people, especially younger people have. But yes. what I mean, I know you're going to agree that that dance, the, the dance scene, dance in general, but dance, the Irish dance scene, the Irish, sorry, not the Irish dancing, not river dance. The <laughs> Irish dance scene has so much to do with good mental health and keeping people going. And it's brilliant
1: you're bringing this up because this is really at the core of it why this podcast is really powerful because, you know, I remember um, when I started then teaching and I'll talk about this later, but there was a woman saying, you know, she used to just dance with her tights, you know, uh, 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 with the door. And another person said they used to dance with a broom. And I was like, back then, I would have thought that was mad. But there's actually magic in that because that's their, that's their way of expressing. And we, when we're teaching here, like outside of the dance scene and outside of the and Gym thing, um, we teach about emotional well-being, as you said, mental health. So we teach about emotional well-being. And before, uh, really, what really got me into dancing, now looking back, and this is now answering the question uh, in its real form, You know, I used to live a life of depression uh, and live a life of sadness and connection. I didn't really connect with like when you go to the bars and the club, you're shouting over music. You're not really connecting as much as, you know, you want to. And this scene really drew out more of my expression, my expression. And it was like, ah, it was like an awakening for me because. I could, I could move, I could dance, I could talk to girls. At that time I was single. You know girls were interested in this. It wasn't just drink and it wasn't just you know, a large crowd. It was actually people who wanted to pursue music and dancing and real dancing you know uh, with skill. And I was like, I connect with this. So yeah, in relation to the emotional wellbeing and the mental health, um, it's so important because it is a, it is a release for people. And that's why, you know, over this last year, uh, I'm talking to people, and especially the older generation, you know, because they're relying on bingo or mass or the jiving scene, you know, and those things have been robbed or stripped of them because of certain things. And I'm like, some of the people are saying, you know, the jiving, looking back now, if they would go every night, they would go every single night when it opens again. If the dance was on every night, they would go because, it's taken them away from the pain or the things that are going on in their life. And there's like this sense of freedom. You're, their spirit is lifted. The energy is lifted. And when you're a part of that and when you're in the group setting and people are just happy and you actually stand back, like from a perception point of view, you see when you're standing back in the Moy or down where you are and you're, done, you're just looking at people and you're seeing people happy. Like that is magic. People actually going out there Just to dance the night away with no care in the world, changing partners, meeting new people, it's magic, you know, and it's something that I'm really super excited about uh, going back to and moving forward with when everything opens up.
0: Oh, same as that. I mean, it is. I I cannot wait. It's even mad just to think forward and think when we actually can go back and start dancing again and you have it in one there though like when you actually watch it it is magic like how everything plays out like like people still don't believe that a guy can ask a girl to dance and and all you'll find out is well that's that's James there he's from Armagh and and that's all that's all I know but we had three dances yes. and sure he was a great dancer and that's all you Thank might you. know and you might never see him again but that's it that's literally as simple as it gets and yes. It's yeah. that's beautiful, and video, like and how, how simple it
1: too. is. Yeah, what you're saying, Sandra, is really important because a lot of people think, right, going out to dance, there, there there's, there's more to it than you used just said it. It's really simple. Like, I remember, like, um, the confidence when I went to the dancing, my confidence was elevated. I used to have a lack of confidence. And for people watching watch this, maybe they got seriously, James, you had lack of confidence. I did. And then going to the dancing, like, when girls ask even for a dance, even from a man's perspective and I know it's sometimes it's good for the man to ask the girl for a dance but see a girl so confident enough that she knows she, like I'm going over to a man and it's not romantically like, it's just like they're actually invested in, in wanting to dance with you like from a dancing's perspective and a boy's perspective that even lifts you up as well because men go into it and they may have lack lacking confidence um and a lot of people I see, most of the time, it is it is girl on girl. Like the girls go out together and you know yourself, you're out with your friends. And it's quite challenging for men to go out. Um, you know yourself, you went out on your own. And that even for yourself is a big thing. I remember going out in the dancing in on my own myself because I didn't want to go to the discos. I didn't want to go to the pubs. And going out on your own is a big thing. But when girls can go over to you um, and, and say, do you want to come for a jive? You know, it lifts your spirit, and you're like, ah even though there's nothing in it, it's just, to be asked even, it's, 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 it's really powerful, and you connect with that, and then you could be well dancing with that girl for four or four, five songs, and then next thing, she's saying goodbye, and you may never see her again, you may never ever see her again, and that's happened to me before, but you've had that magic moment of connection with a human being, and next thing, you maybe meet her down like three or four years down the line, you know, <laughs>
0: That's exactly it. And it's mad to think that that's actually how it, how it was done. I suppose when we were actively going to the dances, we didn't pass any heed of no. how, what was going on. But now when, yes. you actually, when we actually discuss it and look at it deeper, it's like the simplicity of it is just so lovely. And, and yes. to those that are listening, like I already know James um, from going to the dances, but I couldn't remember how I actually met him. Um, yes. and it probably was I know you mentioned it was at maybe a dancing competition but it probably was we had to dance together or else like it, it, there was no like officialness about it
1: <laughs> yes and it never is for people like unless it is, it's like I look I know when I met my fiancé Like, I know, because that that was a big official thing. And I'm sure you know, When congratulations, by the way. I know I pointed this out, but you're engaged to Michael. Congratulations. I actually, I love the energy of this podcast. I I, I took my jacket off. It reminded me of the dance scene when I used to take my shirt and change my shirts, you know, (laughs) because um, when you, like, people used to think um, when I was on the dance floor, I didn't want to leave the dance floor. And you
0: have a good bit of energy when you're on the dance floor. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and some people actually, you know, or sometimes i sometimes actually have to watch that because some people are actually put off by that. And I remember girls, when I was, like, back then, girls were put off by the energy, so I had to actually reel that in a wee bit because I was so enthused. Like, you know, the singers were singing and I was just so alive and awake because, for mine I'm coming from depression and then I'm coming to expression. So my full being's now, like, a garden bursting into life, to quote the Snow Patrol song, and, like, I had to then put a wee cap on that you know uh but when you're going out and having the ability to change your shirt several times you know you've had a good night i actually remember there was a girl too and she teaches Tommy love and Tommy love said to me too you know i have she actually went out and changed her dress as well and i know she doesn't mind me saying that because she's an amazing dancer and she doesn't mind me saying that but it just shows you when someone has a passion and a desire. And you're on the floor and you're da- dancing, you know, to to have their new shirts because you take it seriously, and it's not serious serious as in right super serious. It's you take it serious enough because it's 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 a passion and it's it's something that you're you're expressing. So. Some people used to ask, you know, why do you change your shirts? Well, I was like, you know, well, I respect every dancer I dance with and I don't want to, you know, sweat with the person. And every dancer, like, I want to make sure that they're happy and comfortable with dancing. With them, and I don't want to be sweating as much as possible. So I want to make their life and their dancing easier for them and the experience. So the next time, and that's my perception of it, you know. Um,
0: that's very that's gentleman of gentlemanly of you. Because I would never have thought of it that way, I suppose. Yeah. For a logical point of view, if you're dripping in sweat, you need to change your shirt. Like that's. Yes. <laughs> but yes. you're looking at it. Well, obviously that's one side of it. But um, yeah, I suppose a lot of the moves we would do. And um, the one, as I'd call it, the roll in, roll out, where the girl is in beside you, or a hug, as I'd call yeah. it. You, yeah, you're think. I like your thinking. I like your yeah. thinking.
1: The, the one where the you know the hand comes down, yeah, down. and and oh, the back oh. of the neck. <laughs> yeah, it's like the last thing you want is that. That energy of you know, it's better to have a brand new shirt on when you're doing that stuff, you know. So yeah. For the um,
0: for the people that are not watching the video, me and James were um, acting out dan- uh, dance moves to each other on the screen. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. Yes. <laughs> we knew yes. what we were talking about. <laughs> um, this is virtual driving at a whole new level.
1: <laughs> and and I know and I don't because uh, you're leading us the virtual see the virtual classes, they're, they're not the same. Like I love you virtual doing classes. Doing
0: them this year, didn't you?
1: I started, so I did it for me and Hannah. We do Jave and Jim. And to be honest with you, I, I observe the person and the people on it, but it's like, it, it, it isn't the same. It, it is too, like, it's good. And it's, it's a good, uh, uh, different way of moving the goalposts, you know, because we want to get people out and, and active and uh, express what we do and stuff and serve people. But it's just not the same energy because you're dealing with maybe six to 17 screens or more than that. And it's just like, to keep them accountable and because you know yourself from teaching when you're teaching, you can actually go physically to them and say, crack a bit of your posture or change that or move your feet that way. And you, you can actually do it physically. Whereas with the zoom, I think it's, it's very challenging. I thought it was very challenging uh, to really serve them in the way we used to.
0: Yeah. And I found the way that I'm doing it is from the get go, to be honest, I didn't, I didn't look at the screens. Now, with the kids, I do a little bit because right and left and that kind of thing. But what I found was I done a course there in January and I just did not look at their screens. I I have me. This sounds so self-centered, but I have me as the main screen because if I had to check, was I was I in view? Was my feet in view? Could they see? Was I gone too far? So if I couldn't see what I was doing, well, they were going to be gone haywire altogether so like whoever would have thought that i would have had a full class of say 40 in front of me but i was the main screen and all i was doing was looking at myself but that was the easiest way to make it come across better to them so it's i mean it's great to be doing the the zooms and it keeps us going for sure
1: yeah Um, it is great and it it is and it's because a lot of people like they're, they're they're waiting for for that for that service too and Let's just pray and and, and believe that everything will open up in due course and we'll be dancing with each other and with others, hopefully very soon.
0: And I suppose in the meantime, people can go and check out the Jive and Jim uh, Facebook page. So So that's, spell it there now just to make sure they get it.
1: So Jive and Jim, I'm, so people, I was referred to as Jive and Jim because my name's James and I used to get Jim and people, someone said Jive and Jimmy one day, oh, you're Jive and Jimmy. Um, And... I remember another girl, this is also another subject, but one night this drunk girl come up, because I'm helping people, and she says, God, you're jiving Jesus. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> <Go on. laughs> and I was like, that's mad, you know. So, but uh, the jiving gym, the GYM, the GYM came from, uh, we do retreats here, and basically I had a flashing image of, of helping people with the emotions, and, uh, it came to me jiver size because we have boxer size, we have all these things. So I wanted to franchise out jiver size to help people um, emotionally and to get them fit. So, yes, there's a dance class, but then it's more about, as you said, the mental health part. So, I'm in it, I'm actually teaching them about, you know, confidence and. Yeah, and what it takes to, to move forward and, and, and looking at their body language and stuff like that, you know, and, and Hannah's part of that as well. So, yeah, check out the and We're all, like, I love this because you're a dance teacher. I teach dance on the side too. and Everyone comes from different points of views and you're doing And Juniors and you're doing, you teach uh, adults as well. And the beauty is, and one of your questions here too, which gets on to this, is like, there is different styles, as you, like I find anyway, and this is only my perception, but when you go up really up north, like up, up, up north, like I'm in the north, um, but when you go up, up, up north to the lakes of Donegal, um, there's a bit of a difference, you know? There is a bit of a difference. And there's a difference in energy, and there's a difference in culture, and there's a difference in language, and how people even deal with each other and move forward and ask people to dance, you know? And I love that, because you're going into different styles, you know, uh, when I come down to your part of the world, it's a br- like I remember. Um, we wouldn't have seen this in, in the north when I was when I was moving forward with the dancing, people dancing around the floor as in like a quick step and or foxtrotting around the floor, and we wouldn't have really seen that before because everyone was dancing, like jive and some people, some of the big crowds and the big scene and uh, the, the the big players, um, they actually bring an element where there's no dancers. So there's just people on the floor drinking or moving and they're not dancing at all. And that is the truth. Um, But when I went down to to, your part of the world, what I loved was there was dancers in the middle, but then around the floor, you would see random people, you know, going around to the music and that opened my mind to write, ah, the quick step, ah, the foxtrot, ah. And that was like a big thing for me when I went down uh, to your part of the world, um, it was powerful because it wasn't just jiving there. There was other ways and different styles. And and then with jiving, there's different styles and different ways of expressing. Even even if you watch people dancing, there's different actually ways of expressing the dance and different moves, which is brilliant as well. I'm always learning. I'm Absolutely. sure you're the same.
0: yeah I'm and it's learning. funny even you're reminding me of how the foxtrot and the quick step was not as, as big a deal up the north. And it's funny because when I first learned to dance, it was quick step and foxtrot. My nanny taught me how to do the foxtrot and the quick step and the waltz when I was three and four. You had a good
1: teacher. You had a good teacher.
0: Oh, thank God, I know. Geez, where would I be if it wasn't for nanny? But like- well, it's
1: amazing to It's amazing that she passed that tradition on. It's like, you know, I know we're getting off on a different tangent here, but it's like knitting or like a trade or a skill. Like she passed that on to you, and now you're passing that on to the Javen juniors. So you're actually educating the youth today through Javen because your nanny embedded this into you, and that's like the planting the seed. Now that's a ripple effect. So God knows you're creating teachers in the future when you know you're of an age that maybe you don't want to teach, or uh, you're passing your Javen juniors on to people that you trust. And next thing you're creating a community, and that's amazing. So well done.
0: <laughs> you literally just, like, have it in one. I'm always on about educating the younger ones. Because, I mean, I would have grown up listening to Declan Ernie, T.R. Dallas. Um, Nanny would have been bringing me to all the concerts, sneaking me in, like, 8, 9, 10, 11. Like, um, so I was always going to things. But I, that's what I do with my kids, is teach them, my dancing kids, is teach them about Big Tom, Declan Ernie, T.R. Dallas, not just Nathan and Derek and Lisa. Because, yes. yes, they're a big part of the country music scene, but who started the country music scene in Ireland? You have to
1: look oh, back and, at that. And, 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 and I sort of have a wee bit of a pain around this. And I know this may be controversial, but I always say the thing, even to like so singers, is remember who got you to where you are. The dancers paid for your CDs. The dancers paid into the deal to see you. And some of the singers are, they don't do dances anymore. I'm like, like just do a one-off night in the Randale. we'll be happy. Yeah. you know just dancers this even advertises dancers only <laughs> you have to audition <laughs> but, um, to get in <laughs> but seriously I, I, I feel like because you know as you said there's other singers and other people who don't really get focused like the likes yeah. of the Barry Kerwins the likes of and th- there are people out there who are amazing you know there are people out there who are actually fantastic singers and entertainers but they don't really get a look in and this podcast and what you're doing is powerful because you're going to have likes these people on who maybe don't get enough airtime time in the country scene are not in the the know are on rte and it, that's brilliant because there's so many people out there that are just doing this and there's teachers as well you know which is brilliant so thank you so much for have, for inviting me for onto this podcast because it really means the world
0: no problem. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll talk to you later, James. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the way it sounded like you were saying goodbye there to us. No, no. I'm,
1: <laughs> I, I'm just... I, I haven't... See, I'm I'm really itching for a jive. And like when I'm itching for a jive, I was actually thinking about... Today, when I was thinking about this podcast, I was like, right, should I put music on? I just me and you just do an urge or something, <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm game for anything. Now, you're very lucky because Hannah, you have Hannah to dance with if you do want to have a dive, yeah. which I'm and very Hannah's jealous a, of because my Hannah's, fella, my fiance yeah. is a very good dancer, but we just won't say our styles are similar. And um, so we have to work on that, you know, but he can move. So that's definitely a bonus. Um, but actually going back to the North and the South, it's funny because you said you noticed a difference and you noticed how... The fox trot and the quick step was more prevalent down south. But what I would have noticed, like, I remember being at, like, not my first dance, but I suppose one of the first dances where all the ones from the north came down. So it was probably the likes of yourself. I think it was because whenever I'm explaining to people, it's so funny, you're probably going to get totally freaked out by this. But whenever I talk to people about the different styles, because one question I get is um, oh, people add in different, um, more steps. When they're, when they're doing the basic steps, I said no, they don't. I said they don't. This is the step, but down south people stay close to the ground, whereas up north they tend to hop and and jump a bit, not like crazy, but like I say, it gets higher. I in the <laughs> and I used to think of you, you were like my north, like my north style. <laughs> you dinner,
1: yeah, and that's the truth to be honest. With you. And and I actually a video popped up. Me and Hannah watched this last weekend on um, Facebook Memories, and like
0: the Jive and would... championships actually would have been around now, wouldn't
1: it? What is it?
0: Jive and championships would have been around now, wouldn't it? it would be yeah. February.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and um, yeah, so many things are happening. Millennium Festival, it came on it was a big thing, you know. But yeah, what you're saying there is really important because some people call me Twinkle Toes, and they're like, James, we would see your head more than anybody else because you remember la-
0: that yeah. <laughs> um
1: uh, hannah used to say that about me hannah hannah went into the Glen car and the first time hannah met uh well seen me um she'll tell <laughs> yeah she see my head and it was because i had so much energy and like then what i have what happened was i actually had to taper that down because i actually didn't like that style uh, um i was too happy i was uh, from my perspective, um, I was just too lively that I was actually putting girls off, not just romantically, as in coming to you know, because I'm a i am was a single man back then, but it was more like I was just too happy, and I had to taper that down. And that observation, um, looking back now, I'm very grateful that I made that decision because sometimes you're going out, and some people some people in the dancing are off are are put off by that, and we'll talk about this too you know i don't know if it's down in your neck words but with anything there is clicks that come about <laughs> and there there is like there, there there's friendships that clash and then people talk and all this stuff and i don't like that because you're feeding that energy i'm like everyone's here just to have fun but then you would hear like people talking about people in the dancing in a negative way not not, even, not in an observation way, because you were making an observation about me. But there's people like, and I would hear this and I'm like, just let them do their thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just let them be them. But I'm delighted that I, I made the observation that who I was actually being and what I was actually doing was overexpressing. Mm-hmm. Because you I have to remember, again, I was coming from depression in all areas of my life. And then I'm coming to this dancing, and now I'm allowed to be free and allowed to express. And I had to taper that down.
0: The thing is, though, if me and you were to probably have a dance, we you'd probably be able to hop and jump and leap because I'm also dancing for so many years, and I can adapt. You know, I would also yeah. adapt depending on who I'm dancing with. Sometimes, if I was dancing with yourself, I would probably be throwing in extra hops and jumps because. Yes. yes so it depends on who you're dancing with
1: and 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 then the alternative too because when I'm going down to your end of the woods your neck of the woods I would actually taper down on the 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 liveliness or the happiness as such it's not saying that these guys aren't lively but it's more like because up here in the north people are conditioned to go oh this is the way but then you go down south and you're like well hold on it's a bit slower and you have to see where the person's at and you could hurt someone very easily if you're going over enthused or excited you know
0: (laughs) exciting for me because I've always made these observations but I've never had confirmation that they are and it's not true it's not that they're true it's I've never had confirmation that anyone else agreed like I done my thesis on country music god oh nine eight years ago and I would have made them observations then but I never they were never like official so now to finally after the guts of 10 years to Mm -hmm. finally hear somebody else saying something similar I'm like I was kind of right. Now, we might be the only <laughs> two in the whole country that think this way. Yes. No, um, and for those, those off, of you that uh, are listening to the podcast for the first time, we're saying down south. I'm in Mayo, by the way, so the MacWilliam is my local. Um. So, yeah, just in case, because it's hard to tell what part of the country I'm from, probably.
1: Yes, and you're 100%, 100% right. It's good to make those observations. And it's, it's actually healthy, too, because, you know, as... You, it, 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 it makes what I feel anyway. It actually evolves your dancing when you see other dancers in different styles. Because it's like life. Sometimes we get caught up into our own way, like this is how I do it. But by you doing this thesis and saying, right, okay, this is right up in the north, it's different. But then down here in Mayo, it's different. But then when the two actually meet, what's often actually really magical happens because when they meet, as you said, I adapt and adjust to your style. And you're going to adapt it just to my style. So next thing, we're starting to win all Ireland. <laughs>
0: That's the goal, is it? Me, self and yourself. <laughs> I,
1: know, you and, I
0: know. Yeah. Now, I mean, you've done a lot of competitions over the years. I think I've probably judged. I've judged it myself. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you went into them with it all being a bit of crack. I, I'm pretty sure. Because I know some people do go into it yeah. with a very competitive. And it does get very competitive. Even yeah, as a look judge, look. I do find it so hard because there's the same gang of ye in the final in every competition every year, and I'm like, what do I do? And I know you all too, which makes it even harder. Yeah.
1: And the beauty about this, you said there's something important. People actually, and I know this from 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 uh, talking to people. People perceive me as very competitive. I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm not. I love dancing, but. People have asked me before, right? I want to do the dancing. I want to do the competitions. So yeah, I've done many competitions, and it's all for a bit of crack, bit of fun. But there is an element of seriousness too, because you're you're going in. It's not all serious, but you're going into, you know, as you say, if you're in, if you're going to do the lotto, well, you're in it to win it. You know what I mean? You're not you're not doing it because just for the sake of it. Of course, you're doing it not just to win it, but to be part of it. It's all of that, and then. If, if if you don't place, there's grace there, you know, because as you said, it's very challenging to pick because there's so many different dance styles and different people, and so yeah, over the years, like, um, I remember then being asked to to judge myself, and as you rightly pointed out, uh, it was a junior competition. I think it was Monaghan Festival, the junior, the juniors I was judging, and it was challenging because you know they're all different and they're young people, and as you said you just have to make a decision like, and it's not anything personal because it never is uh, and that's something I realised it's, it's
0: not yeah. no sorry I'm butting in there I was just saying yeah. I remember one year I can't remember what year I was judging the Monaghan competition and I don't even mind saying this but I remember you were, you and Hannah were in the final Dan and Louise yes. um, there was another young couple from Donegal I can't think of their names I think that was Kieran? the top
1: three yeah, was it Kieran was it?
0: Then there was was Norella there and and Alan and Alan and yes. oh I can't think but basically it came down to I know all of these people who came first <laughs> last year who came second last year who came mm-hmm. third and I was like okay so I'll just mix it up like I it was so hard and I mean everyone isn't so entitled to be there but the competitions are brilliant to watch I mean like you're performing. You you are performing. The crowd does be just. Yeah, and,
1: and the 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 in relation to up here, I don't know. In relation to Monaghan Festival, Monaghan Festival is like the crown jewel in relation to to all festivals because you know yourself you're going there. There's there's an energy, there's a buzz, there's there, 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 there there's an anticipation for the the competition, as in the jiving competitions. So as you said, it's a it's a way to showcase your talent, your skill, your joy. Uh, when I won it with Fiona Doyle in 2016, um, I remember saying to Fiona, we're just going to have fun. Just go and have fun, you know? And we did have that. And that's something that um, the judge actually said was what stood out was he's had fun and he's were smiling and he's were energetic. And that was one of the reasons. It wasn't even a matter about the moves. It was more about the energy. And as you said, there, it's very challenging to pick because there are different energies, there's different styles, but fair play to you for putting yourself in that position to pick because someone has to, and you know that's, that's something that something has to be done. So I'm looking forward to the next time.
0: Whenever that will be, God, we'll 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 get there eventually. We absolutely will. Um, it's exciting. Like to be, to be honest, it doesn't get me down that that these things aren't happening, but I'm so excited for.
1: And seeing a relation like Dan and Louise won that time, and they deserved it because Dan had never won the Malin Festival. And he really deserved it at that time. And it was it was the right person to pick.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Fact, that was a fact, Joe. And I, I was delighted to see him win, to be honest with you. And, and having that too, and seeing people, like, cause as you said there, you're dancing with your friends, you're dancing with people that you're, you're in the dancing with. And then that does create a bit of, right, oh, competition. But it's not because, you know, it, we're here to promote each other and celebrate each other's successes. And seeing like other people's win—that's a brilliant thing because it's not, you know, it's not—it's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? It's not a bad thing. It's a good thing.
0: It is. It's overall the country music scene in Ireland is a good thing, and the dancing scene. Like for anyone that's listening that have been thinking about, well, I know now is not the ideal time to be getting involved, but uh, thinking about it for maybe in a few months' time. I mean, I'm I'm hoping that this podcast has sold it for you because we've just talked about literally. I don't think anything
1: negative has been said about the scene. Yeah, and, and one like you actually one of the questions you did ask, you know, what do you, what what uh, is your least least favorite thing and about the scene? And like I was thinking about that, I was like, one of my least least favorite things about the scene is there's not enough nights to go out <laughs> to dance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there's not enough nights out. There's not enough. There's not enough. There's the you can always do more.
0: <laughs> Definitely um, not enough at the moment.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, true, true. So
0: moving on, I told you we were going to do a quick fire round. Woo. Yeah, pressure's on now. And is I there have any
1: prizes? One. Is there any prizes for this?
0: Um, no, it's just the glory of being able to answer them nice and quickly. Um okay. yeah, so they're just quick fire. I have about ten here and uh, we'll just we'll see what happens. This is the beauty. So of do you want
1: just- do you want one word or just one sentence or
0: sentence that's it
1: oh okay
0: you're not allowed to talk too much okay (laughs) is that gonna be hard for you now
1: that can be a bit challenging but I I can nasal breathe and relax
0: okay okay, right so quick fire round with James McGrath who is your favorite American country music singer
1: oh Glenn Campbell
0: what is your favorite country song
1: um I'm going to go for living life, loving you, you know, Sunday, Monday. That one.
0: <laughs> Patrick Feeney, good one, good choice. Uh, the next one is, do you prefer to jive or waltz? But I think I know the answer to this one.
1: Oh, that's an excellent question. I'm going to go for jive. Uh, yeah, I'm going for jive. I'm going to go for jive.
0: Thought you would. Um, who is your favourite Irish singer?
1: Oh, who's my favourite Irish singer? Um... I don't want to insult anybody because they're all amazing in their own way, but personally, voice-wise, Patrick Feeney. Like, when he sings bool vogue the tears, (laughs) you know, (laughs) Uh, Patrick Feeney.
0: (laughs) I'd be up there as well. Uh, What is your favourite venue to go and dance at?
1: Oh, there's so many. Um, Venue, uh, oh, can I include festivals in this? Yeah. I'm going to, sorry to all the Malham people, but I'm going to go to Klamani. I love Klamani Festival. I just love Klamani Festival. Love it.
0: That is a good choice. Um, uh, do you play an instrument? I know you do.
1: Yeah, I actually play guitar, uh, a bit of harmonica. I play also a bit of piano. Also, I sing a bit as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: and tell us something we don't know about you.
1: So, the thing that uh, people don't know about me, uh, I was invited to speak in New York uh, as part of the job I'm in, the mission, the, the, the profession I'm in, but the, we were speaking to Irish, uh, an Irish community and to talk to them, uh, and to, just because I was talking about my story and what I'm about and what I represent, but also then we got to talk about dancing and a lot of these guys missed home. A lot of these guys missed the Irish culture because, jive yeah, and country music is part of Irish culture. And for me to come over there, they really resonated with that. And we had a few dances um, after the after the, the the event. And, yeah, I love just... There's people out there across the world, and who knows, maybe watching this podcast, and this is actually giving them a flavour and a taste of home. And it's very lonely out there for some people and isolated all across the world. So if we can inspire them and... and Give them a flavor of Irish culture again we've done our job we can sleep tonight
0: that's lovely for Yeah. and last question now what is your favorite quote
1: oh my favorite quote quote <laughs> um <laughs> that's a good one because um I'm in this space of helping people so like I love like it's it, it stems way back because I'm I'm big into obviously spirituality and different things like that, you know. But if you uh, you you have not because you ask not. So that actually it states that in the Bible. You you have not because you ask not, you know. So ask people for dances, ask people for a job. Because <laughs> maybe you're standing at the end of the, the you know, the dance scene or the floor and all you have to do is ask. Simple. <laughs> yeah, simple. You know, uh, that's one of my favorite quotes. But that would be up there. Uh, I have not because I haven't asked.
0: Very good. I knew you'd be a good man for the quote, so that's I threw that question in at the end. So uh, you survived the quick, the quick fire round. You just about managed not to talk too much. So that was yeah, good. I've done well.
1: I've done well. I, done
0: yeah, well. <laughs> I think you did. No fair play, yeah. Um, I knew this podcast would be a long one anyway, though, because number one, we were catching up. Number two, we're both newly engaged, so we had lots to discuss about weddings, and then. Um, just generally chatting about the scene, and I knew you were a good and chatty one to get on. Yeah. But um, no, it's been it's been so lovely to catch up with you, and and just I'm so buzzed now after having talked about the dance scene,
1: and even getting to know you more, Sandra, too, because you're doing amazing. And uh, like this is providing value. People sat last night, right, watching two hours of Megan and Harry. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right. So this podcast, right people watching this, they connect with us. There's going cool people watching this and they're going to reach out to you and say, thank you, Sandra, because you and James talked about it, it resonated with me. You know, so thank you all for watching this. Sandra, you're doing amazing. Keep up the good work and someday I'll be back on to see how you're getting on. Um, hopefully not maybe we'll be seeing each other in person very soon too oh
0: we absolutely will and oh, I didn't even go and talk about your social media accounts but as of this evening you had 44,000 followers on Facebook and 10,000 on Instagram what the hell is going on over there?
1: <laughs> yeah it's just a community of people who you know who, who need help and who want to connect and yeah it's something I do outside of the dancing and, and, and now I am doing it professionally and um, I love it it's something that I love to do and to, to be able to connect with people on a personal note and just to see where they're at. And as you said, you mentioned about mental health, emotional well-being. You know, I, I do feel like these things, these stories, the beauty about, and we'll leave for this, the beauty about the Irish culture, it's embedded into us, is stories and folklore and tales. And the more we share, the more we learn and love from each other, like we keep that tradition as your nanny passed on the tradition of dancing and, and, and moving forward with that. And now you're passing that tradition on. Sitting down to listen to this podcast. I'm gonna really watch this. I'm gonna listen to this myself and share it on my platforms for you, you know, and get people to subscribe and like your um, Irish Company podcast, you know. So thank you. Really, thank you so much.
0: No problem, thank you. I've been I've I was so excited coming on anyway, but I'm just leaving this chat feeling like totally I feel like I've just been at a dance I feel totally (laughs) excited totally uplifted I mean, aside from the dancing, you are just so inspirational and so positive. And it, look, I suppose we touched very um, slightly on how you did suffer from depression before, and you have had your 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 own personal issues. And I mean, if people want to find out more about that, you have bits and bobs up on your page. Are yeah. you still going as passing through, or are you James McGrath?
1: Yeah. passing through on Facebook, and there's actually an inspirational movie, a short movie that was made about the passing through, and in it. There's an amazing story of a girl called Amber Gaddy, and her dream was to meet Nathan Carter. I actually get emotional about this, but it's good. Um, Her dream was to meet Nathan Carter. And uh, her mom said to me, you know, this is what she listens to every night. This girl uh, has a lot of challenges and she's wheelchair bound for life. And I was like, well, I'm in the dance scene and I can make this happen. And I don't want to ruin the movie or the thing for people out there, but if you watch it, um, thanks to people out there who shared the post, the magic happened. And thank you for, for promoting the passing through because it's more about communities, uh, community-based and, and what what, what, per, what a person watching can get from it more than myself delivering it. And that's, as you know yourself, dancing and teaching people to dance, it's not about really us, it's, not, it's more about them. It's more about what they connect with and what they get from. Yes, we're doing our, we're delivering and we're doing our thing and we're teaching. And that's what I'm all about. But it's also what the person's getting on the other end. So serving with a purpose. And that movie, that film, short film, it's only like 20 minutes. It's a short film. It captures that um, and it brings you through that journey of how Amber Getty got to that stage of a of, of dream being achieved. So thanks to Nathan Carter, too, for, for that as well.
0: That sounds amazing. I'm definitely going to go and check that out. And so can you guys. So passing through on Facebook and then you're down as James McGrath on your Instagram page. And I know you're popping up inspirational videos and chatting to people. And as you said, it's a community. So definitely go and check James out on Mm -hmm. them social media platforms. Mm -hmm. And James, thank you so, so much. It's been so great to chat to you. Mm -hmm. And please tell Hannah we said hello. And um, hopefully we'll be able to have a dance very, very soon
1: absolutely looking forward to it see you soon
0: thank you so much for tuning in to another episode series two of the country Chess podcast stay safe mind yourselves and i will chat to you all very very soon